Hey everybody, it's Eduardo Jackson, CEO, founder, creator of the Cinema Draft Game. It is super early on Tuesday morning, July 18th. I have jury duty, so we're doing this a little bit earlier than normal. Hopefully I will disqualify myself from being impaneled, fingers crossed. A uh, big shout out to Jay Devlin this past weekend in the basketball tournament, AKA TBT. They got blowed out, but at least he looked good doing it. Wearing the Cinema Draft headband. Much appreciated. <clears throat> All right, so let's just jump into the weekend in review. Take a look at some call sheets. Why don't we? Um, and you know what? Actually, we'll start a little bit off the board. What actually turned out being call sheet of the week, I'm, I'm a little bit proud of myself, to be honest with you, is mine. Yay! It's been a minute since I've been call sheet of the week. My uh, call, oop, that's actually from this week. My call sheet in the gaffer is the one that, that nudged Michael Volante by 0.32 points. And I just want to you know, show you what turned out to be the, the, more, the most optimal call sheet on the weekend. And yeah, I'm just, it, it was, I, I was a little surprised to find out I had the hand score again this weekend. And when I got down to the gaffer, you know, because I tend to go in descending order from feature presentation, working my way down, <clears throat> it was a pleasant surprise to see myself nudge the formidable group chat champion this week, Michael Volante. <clears throat> so just give you an idea what I had on that call sheet, because we generally cover just what's in the feature presentation, but since this was call sheet of the week, you know, we'll, we'll deviate a little, uh, slightly from it. So basically, what ended up, uh, the strategy I took was a headliner stack <clears throat> of Woody Har Harrelson and Andy Serkis from War from Planet of the Apes, I had Zoe Kazan, the cheaper of the two headliners in the big sick. I had Claire Holt as my limited release punt, but a headliner from 47 meters down. I didn't, I didn't see much value in limited release last weekend. So, uh, <clears throat> but the one I did get, I tried to maximize the points as possible. And then it was pretty much, you know, just going all in on Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean made up actually what did it do parts of the caribbean did weekend gross there we go 496,000 basically round up to half a million in box office uh so basically it's that's five points in platform release at one point per hundred thousand per actor and so i basically had a one two three out of five pack of pirates of the caribbean and I think all I could afford left over was a non-headliner from Guardians Galaxy. And this, and crucially, I included, I had uh, the headliner stack of Johnny Depp and Javier Bardem. And, and, you know, that was the difference. That's what helped me squeak on by the formidable Michael Volante. Um, <clears throat> very, very close race in that one. The rest of the, my con of the contest, as you'll see, like in the feature presentation, you know, just... I mean, I actually think I got fourth, so, you know, respectable, respectable. And as we all know, I cannot win any money since this is my game. And, and, and anytime I place in the money, the money just goes right around me. So if I'm fourth place, then fifth place gets fourth place money and everything is bumped down one notch. So congratulations to all the winners and most notably Michael Volante. So his uh, feature presentation call sheet, which is the exact same one he used for the gaffer, had a similar construction that our our differentiation was he went he went in on wish upon and and I had some I had some some 
assertive feelings about Wish Upon and how I was fading it this week because uh, it's. I felt like if I was the distributor, I would have opened it up in limited release, like 1,700, 1,800 screens, I believe would have been at sweet spot, especially during a, a crowded summer box office season, especially um, for that genre. And, you know, distributors, they never listened to me. They've never heard of me. <laughs> they went ahead. They stuck it on 2,250 screens. It just kind of did meh, you know, 5.5 million essentially. And so you get kind of meh results. And so he did a headliner stack of Wish Upon, good for 7.66 points each. He had Claire Holt, headliner from 47 meters down. And we had a headliner stack of War for the Planet of the Apes. And then he also had a five-pack of Pirates of the Caribbean, including the headliner stack of Johnny Depp and Javier Bardem. So we were aligned in that area. Our point of differentiation was he spent the money on Wish Upon, whereas I spent my money... You know, on and you know, you can see that this, you know, about sixteen thousand he spent on Wish Upon. I spent the money on uh, Zoe Kazan from The Big Sick, which, I mean, let's just let's just you know call it what it was. It we felt like it kind of underperformed. Only twenty eight hundred only quote unquote twenty eight hundred per screen. Although that would have been good for what was that for? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So only twenty eight hundred screens. It was only good for thirteenth in per screen average this past weekend. <clears throat> Uh, I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know. We couldn't have seen this come. We really, I kind of expected it to do, maybe you know, uh, ten to twelve thousand per screen. Twelve thousand per screen. I mean, you know, it's a totally different story. On twenty, well, what's the big sick? Twenty five ninety seven. I mean, well, oh well, okay. Twelve thousand per screen is probably asking a little bit much. So it's been thirty one million. <laughs> but. But I, I fully expected something in the range of like 8,000 per screen. I can't remember what, what number I had that went out with. <clears throat> and still, you know, which would have been 20 million, which would have made this a really good play. Instead, only 2,800 per screen. It's just too wide. Um, but still, you know, it, it still where it counted, uh, especially as, as just getting one headliner. It was kind of pricey, but it was worth it for Call She of the Week. But <clears throat> did not do that in the future presentation. So therefore, congratulations to Michael Volante for winning the feature presentation and uh, group chat side bet. Damn it, I'm now on your whiteboard. I owe you 10 bucks. Okay, so <clears throat> the God of Cheese. He came in second with 200 points. Well done, God of Cheese. Actually, God of Cheese has quietly been, been, been coming on strong in the last few weeks. He's, he's been a, had top five finishes, one, two, three... Three, so if this would be his fourth week in a row, a top five finish in the feature presentation. Well done, TGC. Uh, so let's see. So what he had? He had uh, headliner stack of War for the Planet of the Apes. He had uh, Zoe Kazan from The Big Sick. Uh, headliner stack from The Hero, which was a bit of a wild card. We didn't have any. Uh, we didn't have any screen count information on The Hero. It made me nervous. Maybe nervous. Turns out it was on 401 screens or something. Actually, was it 401? I think it was less than that. Was it on? Oh, this is per average. Weekend gross. Turns out the hero was on 315 screens. So, so a little bit of a gamble, but you know, paid off for him. And then he also had a three pack of the mummy, including headliner Sophia Butella and Steve Zissus non-headliner from the house. <clears throat> so just off the pace by about five points. Congratulations, winner of 2750 in the feature presentation. 
And overall, $56.50. Well played, sir. Well played. So enjoy your winnings. Let's see. Who else? Uh, the Roan. Just, what is that, point? Got bad math. Three, four, the point two, four points. Less than a quarter of a point off from second place money. Uh, winner of 1875. The Roan, our, our OG from spreadsheet days. Good to see you in the top three, my man. Um, let's see. War for the Planet of the Apes headliner stack. Uh, the Hero headliner stack. Amadi headliner stack. That's interesting. And actually, that's interesting because I believe Mahdi was only on. Okay, it was only on 99 screens, almost 2,500 uh, per screen average, and yeah, so so 246,000. So yeah, it did okay. It's uh, uh, it had some really big grosses. I think it did 7,000 per screen the weekend before. So I could see where that play made sense. Uh, Zoe Kazan from the Big Sick. You know, you also take a swing at that one, and uh, one two. Uh, uh, Javier Bardem as a headliner and David Wenham as a non-headliner from Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, and Steve Zissus from The House as a non-headliner. So well played. So I guess, yeah, so I guess Madi ended up costing a little bit. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're still kind of, it's still a bit of a Stars and Scrubs construction with, you know, 50% of your of your call sheet being sucked up by War for the Planet of the Apes. Actually, 60% if you include uh, Zoe Kazan from The Big Sick. So it wasn't a total waste of money, but Madi didn't perform quite enough for him to get second or first place money. Still very solid call sheet, Lerone. Good to see you up in there. Let's see. And then my fourth place call sheet real quick. Um, similar type construction. Uh, War for the Planet of the Apes, Big Sick, Zoe Kazan. Uh, oh, okay. So where I, so my misstep was, so I was gambling on a ghost story. Let me tell you why real quick. The ghost story had had some really, you know, strong per screen averages. And I mean, it did, I mean, actually this, this week's per screen average, it did okay. Yeah, look at it. <clears throat> Fifth in per screen average at $6,772 per screen. The problem was it's only on 20 screens. So you're only getting like 135000 or essentially 1.4 fancy points. Or I guess in in case of headliners, you're only getting 1.96 uh, fancy points per headliner. Rooney Mara and Casey Affleck, that was my headliner stack. So that's what it ended up costing me. It was worth the swing. I mean, it been getting... I mean, I don't know. It, it's what are you gonna do? It's only on 20 screens. It's worth a shot. I just want some exposure to in case it did kind of break out. Um, at once you're if you're doing a, a Stars and Scrubs, you know, call sheet this weekend where you know literally 62% of your budget's wrapped up into three actors, then you're gonna, you know, I mean, you know, I, I could have done worse. It's only 197.21, less than 10 points off the pace. Um, you know, I'm, I'm about less than three points at a second. So, you know, you know, not too bad. Uh, so base, so that's what costs you points right there. Uh, otherwise, you know, fairly solid construction, 47 meters down. It's Claire Holt, Javier Bardem, plus two non-headliners from Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. And rounding out the top five, let's see, Ring Balls, Ring Balls 22. The venerable ring balls. Uh, I believe he might be second in all-time money now. 
Good, you know, or he's getting up there. He's he's made he's I think he's made over a thousand dollars playing this game for free. Ring Ball Twenty Two, keep up the good work. Uh, okay, so let's see. So what do we got? Uh, okay, so yes, yeah, so this is a call sheet I really liked, only be, mostly because it did kind of hedge its bets. I really liked Spider Man its second weekend. I was honestly shocked, shocked. I tell you that it dropped 61% in the second weekend? What, what was it Spider-Man drop? Spider-Man drop was 62.2% in the second week, which is, I mean, it still made 10,000 per screen, so it's not hurting, but that's just bananas to me. It's such a great story. Everyone loves it. Everyone's satisfied by it. I saw it twice in, in a three-day span. I'm, I'm quite honestly, I'm a little shocked dismayed that it did so little. In his second weekend. I mean, 44 million is nothing to sneeze at, but I honestly thought it was going to be in the 60s, which quite honestly would have made it the number one movie of the weekend again this summer season. And I guess if you're not, you know, Wonder Woman, you know, you're not having, you know, back to back weekends atop the box office. It's not what's going down this summer. All right. So, so yes, yeah, so we had uh, War for the Planet of the Apes headliner Tom Holland, the cheaper of the two headliners in Spider Man Homecoming. Uh, one, two, a, a four-pack of non-headliners in the Mummy. Kristen Wiig headlining Despicable Me three. That that's what I thought was a bit of a masterstroke, and he almost pulled it off. I mean, twenty-seven point one uh, points for his headliners, Despicable Me. And it's oh, excuse me. And it's yes, it's late slash early. Uh, in his third weekend, uh, nineteen point three six points. So almost pulled it off. Um, I, I still like the construction, a little bit out of the box thinking. And Steve Zissis, popular on the scrub side of your Stars and Scrubs construction from the house. And uh, a two pack from Guardians of the Galaxy, non headliners, Sly Sloan and Palm Clementif from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So, so I love the strategy, love the outside of the box thinking. Uh, almost got you there. Still good fifth place money, or in this case, fourth place money. Uh, $12.50. Well done, sir. Well played. And in keeping tradition with uh, going a little bit outside the normal, usual suspects, we the the uh, call sheet of the week that we will take a look at that slightly outsider, but a longtime insider, Matt. That's the screen name, Matt. <laughs> He's been playing for a while. Eighth place, 162.5 points. Congratulations, making the money. Um, and he's, I mean, he's he's an OG almost. I mean, he hasn't, he wasn't there for the spreadsheet days, but he's been with us almost since the beginning. You know, congratulations, Matt. Love seeing you sneak into the money. Uh, so, so what did he have on his call sheet? He had – so he believed in Spider-Man like I did. I don't know if he listened to the podcast or not or just went with his gut, but he had the headliner stack of Tom Holland and Robert Downey Jr. in Spider-Man. He had uh, – he also went all in – or well, no, he went with a headliner stack on Ghost Story. Uh, the Little Hours he went with, which – also was a bit of a mystery going into this weekend. We're quite sure how many screens is going to be on the little hours. Uh, the little hours 
Only 2,300 per screen, 2,700 per screen, lowest pointing on 105 screens, 292,000 or 2.92 fantasy points. So didn't quite do what we thought it'd do. I think it was doing like five or 6,000 per week last week, or per screen last week. Uh, so I understand that strategy. I approve of that strategy. It just didn't work out for you this week. Uh, the hero, once again, a bit of a gamble with the uncertainty of, of the amount of uh, screens is going to be on. He did a headliner stack from that. Sam Elliott and Laura Prepon. Uh, Will Ferrell headlining the house, 4.84 points. And Guardians of the Galaxy, Chris Pratt headlining that. So, so basically, oh, and then uh, Gal Gadot from Wonder Woman. That probably was his priciest misstep at 11,000. It only got you 9.52 points. You could have taken that same 11,000 and, and change. Maybe if you if maybe you could have taken the 11,000, maybe gotten off of maybe gotten off of Dave Franco in the little hours and or actually gotten off of uh, Will Ferrell in the house. I mean, he needed a limited release. He probably could have you know gone. He could probably could have stepped down to Claire Holt from 60. Sorry, from 47 meters down. Sorry, it's late. Uh, and use those savings at about 1,200 savings. Um, you know, and gotten off of Gal Gadot as much as I love me some Gal Gadot. She is genetic perfection. She is the business. Um, you could have gotten off of her uh, to get uh, some extra points and or so, so I mean, to save some salary and gotten some extra points. By going with uh, Zoe Kazan, the big sick, that probably would have helped his chances somewhat. But um, but yes, yeah, so, I mean, still, it, it's uh, it's you know different style thinking. I like the initiative going with the Spider-Man headliner stack. I you know I think one of my call sheets had a Spider-Man headliner stack. Didn't quite work out for us there. I love the initiative, love the thinking, and congratulations, Matt. Uh, he got eighth place. And essentially seventh place money with three dollars and seventy-five cents. Congratulations! Keep playing. Love it. Love seeing some of our OGs, you know, get in there on or in the money. Okay, so as I'm sorting some things out, I'm going to stall real quick and talk about. Uh, so what movie did I see this past weekend? I did see Worf the Planet of the Apes. I did review it in the last podcast, and it was it was pretty decent. I, I enjoyed it fine. Uh, I actually, I mean, it's actually it's, it's pretty good. It's about 20 minutes too long. It's not exactly what you think it is, but it's still a pretty a really good flick. I, I mean, it's being really well reviewed. I mean, some of the reviews were probably giving it a little too much credit, um, but I enjoyed it. It's good. It's good stuff. Um, Definitely check it out. I, I think of the series, Dawn for the Planet of the Apes is the best, the most coherent story, the most propulsive story. Everything makes sense. You can kind of come into it cold and not having seen Rise of the Planet of the Apes uh, in a while and really, really enjoy it. Okay, all right, so there, I, there we go. I bought myself some time. All right, so here we go. New talent pool, and check it out, y'all. We've added five more slots. So now we're... Uh, with fingers crossed, uh, getting our scoring issues under control for next weekend, we can only hope. 
we have, I decided I was going to open it up a little bit more to avoid some duplication. There's so many great minds in the game that are coming with similar strategies, especially towards the top, that in order to encourage a little bit more dif differentiation, instead of having only 20 films in the talent pool, we are having 25. Yes, yes, okay. And so, as, and so as you know, a lot of these are estimated screens in release because we tend not to get uh, our screen count information till Wednesday or Thursday at Theater Lock, if we get it at all. Ah, okay, so newcomers this week, Girls Trip, The Black Prince, which finally we have an Indian 3F. Very excited about this, The Black Prince. Matter of fact, this movie was so it's it's off the radar a little bit. It's off the mainstream radar to the point where I actually had to physically enter the details for this movie, like like the cast and everything of this movie, into uh, the movie database, which is where we source all of our our actor and movie uh, information uh, data from. Box office data we get from Box Office Mojo, but our movie data we get from tmdb.org, the movie database.org. It's a pretty cool uh, site. They show you, you know, and so for example, the Black Prince. You'll see, there we go. Uh, and so I have no idea, zero idea how many uh, screens it's going to be on and stuff. But I actually ended up uh, inputting all this information, most of this information. Um, Oh yeah, see there, see there I am. Uh, <clears throat> uh, cinemadraft at gmail.com. That's me. I in, I entered the the poster and the ten actors, the full cast, the crew, and stuff. So that was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, so the Black Prince, the three F. It stars Satinder Sartaj. Who is Satinder Sartaj? I couldn't have told you before Sunday or before Saturday, but let me tell you, he's a star of this movie. He is a pop star in India named, uh, oh, dang it, I had his name for a second. Um, ah, uh, uh, he's called uh, Sufi? No, he no, he, he sings Sufi. Dang it. Uh, he's in, well, okay, maybe, uh, maybe he doesn't have a, I thought he had like some sort of like pop name, but I guess I was wrong. Anyways, uh, oh, he, I guess he's got a PhD in Sufi singing. Uh, congratulations, uh, uh, Satinder. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, so he's he's a he's a an Indian Punjabi singer and songwriter. Gained fame with a hit song named Sai, and he's I guess he you know he's got a following among Punjabi Indians. Punjabi Indians. There we go. So anyway, so he's. So he's uh, the lead in this movie. Um, oh, a period piece, apparently. Wow, look at that hair. Uh, and yeah, and so I don't know. I, I kind of guessed it's going to be on 200 screens. I've seen zero box office data. I'm just kind of going with traditionally what how they've rolled out. Maybe it might be 125 screens. I don't know. Hopefully we'll get some more information as we get closer, uh, and I'll try to do some independent digging between now and theater lock. But The Black Prince, excited. It's probably going to be platform release, a 3F, and we know Indian American films tend to do pretty well out here if there's any kind of star power. So uh, the star power of Satinder might you know, do it for, for some people. Dunkirk, the god Christopher Nolan. Now, this is now, I always thought this was kind of straight. Now, 
I'm here for anything Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan is damn near a certified genius when it comes to filmmaking. I mean, he's a really smart guy, really thinks on things in a higher level, a higher plane. But this basically seems like a pretty straightforward historical fiction film. Look, God dang, 9.6. Wow, on 3,900 reviews. Okay, so people are ready for this movie. Uh, but yeah, I, don't, I don't doubt him at all. It's going to be good. It's not my post-lock theater of the week. I think we all know what my post-lock theater of the week is. and Or it's not theater. My post-lock movie of the week is. And it's not going to require going all the way up to North Las Vegas to see it in a D-Box chair. It is Girls Trip. I'm just going to go to probably the Summerlin Red Rock Theater and check it out. Very excited for that movie. Girls Trip is going to be awesome and very funny. <clears throat> Malcolm D. Lee and the homies, the, the female homies, Queen Latifah and Jada Pinkett-Smith, can't wait. But Dunkirk I find very interesting because it seems like a fairly straightforward historical fiction piece, D-Day, what have you. Uh, most people know the story, but um, you know, I mean, it's been hyped forever. We've been seeing ads about this since the Super Bowl. So, I mean, they've really laid the groundwork for this thing to do really well at the box office. So he's kind of like the front runner this weekend. But uh, one of my guides uh, to setting salaries, HSX.com, Venture Wisdom over there thinks is quote-unquote only going to open to about $49.50 million. Each dollar on HSX.com representing a million dollars at the box office, of course. So Dunkirk opening weekend, $49.84 on Hollywood Stock Exchange, HSX.com. So if it's only going to do about $50 million, um, then it's going to put it right in the mix with third weekend of Spider-Man slash uh, third weekend of Spider-Man. Oh, Valerian, a city of a thousand planets is opening uh, pretty wide. That's gonna have a lot of special effects. HSX is a little bit is a lot lower on that film. That one has uh, oop, that one has it at no nope, go back Valerian uh, go back. Uh, that one has it opening about twenty two million ish. That one I'm looking forward to seeing in like three D D box whatever. That looks like you know I mean definitely three D. That one looks like it's got like a lot of visuals and, and interesting stuff coming right at you. So. Uh, I may check that out this weekend as well. It's going to be a very busy weekend. I'm going to see Girls Trip, tr Girls Trip Thursday night. Maybe I might see, was it Friday? Maybe I'll see Dunkirk on Friday, Friday morning, Friday afternoon, North Las Vegas. And then maybe Saturday I'll go see Valerian or something. I mean, it's going to be, you know, it's one of those weekends where you have to see, uh, or, <laughs> you know what, I'm not going to do that. There, there are other ways you can see more movies at the same time. I'm not going to advocate for that since we are working, hopefully, with studios. But, yes, I mean, it's definitely going to be a busy weekend for movie going for your boy. Okay, so what was this last week's? So, yeah, and then Landline, which is opening on four screens, uh, strong cast of Jenny Slate and some others. And then also I think we added Our Time Will Come, another 3F that not a lot is known about. Let's see. So it's actually been out for a week. Our time will come. Hold on. Let's find this. Our time. There we go. Our time will come. Oh, oh, that's not good at all. Okay. So this, this one definitely be very careful. It's only on 16 screens. Looks like it's dropped two screens from the week before. Only did 20,000. Oh, goodness. This is not good. So this one might miss the box office entirely. Like, they might just pull it. Uh, so be careful. Tread lightly. Our time will come. Even if you're punting, 
just the minimum. Just, just be careful. Uh, this does not look good at all. But you know, it's a, it's a Korean, is Korean based film, China, Chinese based film. Um, yeah, I just, I just thought I'd do more. Uh, if you look at it over the past first weekend, in fifty thousand twenty eight. 100 per screen second weekend only 1200 per screen so it looks like it's on its way out just be careful it might not register the box office at all matter of fact yeah so right here on on my screen i've got it tentatively at 50 screens uh estimated release nope let's change that let's change that our time will come let's change that to let's say 10. that that feels more right <laughs> so just be careful if it registered at all and then, and then honestly that's going to be a bit of the uh that's going to that's going to be a little a little bit of the risk inherent with an expanded um talent pool um you know some movies just might not register some movies might be out entirely might reduce their screen counts might not show up at all until weekend actual so you know your sweat will truly be real throughout the weekend but just be careful with our time will come that's why it's pretty much almost Uniformly, uh, min price at 5,000, for your two headliners. Uh, Dunkirk, uh, because we think it, I wouldn't say it's gonna be crowded at the top, but it's not gonna have like a huge box office advantage over say third weekend of Spider-Man or second weekend of Planet of the Apes. I mean, Planet of the Apes, it's being pretty well reviewed, 56 million. Let's say it, even if it loses 50%, 28 million. So I don't know. I put Dunkirk starting at 17,000, go up to 18,500 for Tom Hardy uh, as one of your headliners. Um, uh, girl. Oh, and and then just in comparison, Spider-Man: Homecoming 14,500 up to 17,000 for Robert Downey, um, which might be a little pricey going to its third weekend if it has another 50% plus drop but uh war for the plan of the apes 16,500 going up to 18,001 for woody harrelson so it's you're yeah i mean if you're comparing headliners from the blockbusters points per dollar etc etc you probably might want to go with dunkirk um you're gonna get more bang for your buck you might actually well i mean we'll, we'll get into this in the shot list on our weekly pod with uh the fam pod uh Nicole Ward and Momo are back. Nick and Momo are back. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, we'll be taping that later on tonight, most likely, uh, and being put up for your consumption Wednesday morning. Um, girls Trip, my beloved Girls Trip, uh, we've got modest aims for it. Uh, if you check hsx.com to get an idea, they're not terribly high on it. They think it's going to be about 18 million. Eh, 18 million is not bad. Uh, I mean, you know, this thing isn't going to be budget worth a damn. I mean, I'm sure it's not going to. Actually, how much is Girls Trip? Do we think? Let's see. I wonder if they have a budget on Girls Trip. A budget on Girls Trip? They. Well, let's see. They do not have a budget on Girls Trip. I'd be shocked this thing costs more than like I don't know, 25, 30 million. I mean, Will Packer. Uh, veteran producer started off with the Twa series, Ugh, terrible movies, but um, it's been a pleasure to watch him grow as a producer. Uh, he did uh, this Christmas was a bit of a turning point in his career. He's done a lot of interesting stuff. I mean, Straight Out Compton, excellent. Uh, Ride the Ride Along series, that's great. 
almost Christmas. Did not see that. I guess did okay. Uh, Takers, I think. Yeah, that was fun. I mean, you know, he's. I mean, he's got a very. I mean, he's got the rare, you know, solid mid-level uh, producer range where his stuff just you know consistently makes b- between you know. I mean, yeah. Look at only one. Two only two hundred million dollar movies to his credit. Think like a man. Ninety one million. So that's 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 close. Right along to ninety one million. You know, obviously uh, caters towards black audiences. Not going to use the offensive urban audiences. I mean, you know, it's code word for black. Come on, it's, you can say it. African American tends to to program for African American audiences. He, I believe, is uh, an alumnus of Florida A and M. Go Rattlers, HBCU Love. I went to Morehouse myself. The house. Uh, so, yeah, so he's made a very – look at that twa. Oh, my God. Look at this twa. Uh, I mean, that, I mean in that movie, though, I, they, I think they self-financed. So, you know, he made he made some money off that. So good for him. Um, but, yeah, but so over the years, he just he stomped the yard. was great. This Christmas is good. Obsessed with Beyonce and Idris. He was, he had, he's carved out a very cool niche for himself as just like, you know, I mean – he's that guy who consistently gets doubles, you know, doesn't get a ton of home runs. He's got a little pop. He's like a leadoff hitter. You know, he might get you, you know, three or four homers a year, but he just gets you doubles. He's, he's quick. He'll get you a single and leg it out into a double. Right. So he's, he's constructed a really nice, uh, a really nice career of just, you know, of nice medium range, you know, hits probably done for a price, you know, modestly budgeted, like, like almost Christmas. Yeah. 17 million, you know, it shouldn't cost more than that. So something like, something like a girl's trip, even with all the promotion really shouldn't cost you more than 25 million. So if we're going off for our, our multiple that we learned of what it takes for a movie to be profitable, 69 and a half million will, <clears throat> will be more than profitable for this movie. And and sixty nine million is pretty much like in his wheelhouse, you know. I mean I mean, uh yeah, that's I mean that's that's definitely possible. A movie like this could open up to about twenty million, could leg out maybe seventy million in the box office and he'll be in the black. So, you know, we're rooting for it. We know how I love Girls Trip. People in the group chat give me shit about Girls Trip. That's all right, my shoulders are broad, I can take it. Very excited for this movie. It looks funny as hell. Tiffany Haddish, it's booty hole. Can't wait. Can't wait. All right. Anyways, uh, so so yeah. So those are some of the movies that are that are out. Some of the salaries we're looking at. Oh yeah, ends uh, wrapping up. Landline of five, starting at five thousand, going up to fifty five hundred for Jenny Slate. That one seems like it's going to be interesting as far as um, IMDb. As as far as it's uh, set in nineteen ninety five, back when there was such a thing as a landline. You know, pre-cell phones. Uh, God, that was a scary time. I was in high school slash college. Actually, in, in 1995, I was a sophomore in college, I believe. So actually, sophomore going to my into my junior year in college. So yeah, very very heady times. Um, good cast, solid indie, bonafide, bonafides. It expands, I believe, next weekend or the weekend after. So it's only on four screens this weekend. Yeah, there we, so July 20, you know, so it opens this weekend, but it'll, I think it'll expand more in the next couple weekends to come. Uh, Jenny Slate's, you know, got a nice little indie career going for herself off of Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live, where she uh, was pretty much exposed to the world, dated Captain America, a.k.a. Chris Evans, and now is, I mean, not that that's a career resume or point or whatever, but they did meet on the set of Gifted, which is an excellent, excellent, excellent movie. 
Um, and yeah, and she's just consistently an indie darling, so more power to her and Landline. Only on four screens, though, so just watch yourself there. Uh, I mean, and, and it could do some stuff like, I mean, I actually expect it's probably going to do about maybe, you know, 25, 30,000 per screen, but you're only looking at like, you know, 100,000, 150,000, so 1 point, 1.5 points. So just be careful there, even in a punt situation. And then Valerian, which they, you know, we, I think we covered Valerian. Valerian starts at 11,400, goes up to 12,300 for your headliners. I think this has sleeper hit potential. It really depends. Actually, I mean, I hate doing this. People are really overblowing Rotten Tomatoes these days, but and all Rotten Tomatoes is is a critics aggregator. But people are really giving it a lot of a lot of cred and and heft these days. I mean, you know, I mean, it you know, it's just information to me. It's all information. Do with it what you will. But um, good lord, ninety eight percent for Dunkirk on <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, sixty nine percent for Valerian. So that's interesting. A girl's trip. Can't see me now, but I'm doing a cabbage patch. Doing a cabbage patch. 88%. Excited. Can't wait. But yeah, I mean, so if you're going to go see a movie, regardless of Rotten Tomatoes, you still go see it. Um, I am definitely looking forward to seeing Girl's Trip. Definitely looking forward to seeing Dunkirk. And I'm definitely looking forward to seeing Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. So, uh, so just so, I, so now you know who. Uh, what movies the critics are siding with you on. Oh, I hate ending a sentence with a preposition. That's the English degree in me. Anyways, let's bring this in for a landing. Thanks so much for listening, playing the game, spreading the word. I appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, make sure you send your friends to cinemadraft.co. That is cinemadraft.co. The more people who play, the longer we can keep this game going. Telling you, we need people to play, so keep telling your friends. Follow us on all of our social media. Corporate blog is at medium.com/slash/at/cinemadraft. Subscribe, like, comment on iTunes and YouTube and SoundCloud and wherever you get your fine podcast from. Become an executive producer. Go, uh, go find us on uh, wefunder.com/slash/cinemadraft. Get a piece of the action for as little as a hundred dollars. Watch our trailer pitch video. We worked hard on it. It's very fun. Gets you, gives you an idea of the game. If you are still struggling, make sure you take advantage of our playlist, our playlist of goodies uh, on Cinema Draft, the quick start guide, including uh, you know, how to make a call sheet, your basic strategy guide, all the things that can make you successful in the Cinema Draft game. Our group chat, join it. It's free. Free advice. People who play in the group chat tend to win more money. So... Definitely uh, join us in the group chat. And thanks, everybody, as always, for turning out and supporting and listening to the podcast and everything. We'll be back at you, I guess, tomorrow morning with the hour long with the fam pod, Nick and Momo. And, you know, between now and then, you've got a full day. Why don't you go see a movie or something?